feeling bitchy? Don't be bitchy alone. Listen to Why Am I So Bitchy with Sean Avia, where we'll have a humorous exploration of social and women's health issues with a feminist twist. It's a bitching good time. Hey, welcome to Why Am I So Bitchy, episode 10. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking about um, self-care and connection. Um, So I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'll be by myself this week, so hopefully we can have some uh, fun, just me and you. Uh, So welcome to Why Am I So Bitchy. Hey, welcome to Why Am I So Bitchy? This week I'm feeling bitchy about hearing some things on the news that I don't really understand, but it makes me bitchy anyway, (laughs) is um, just the difficulty the world, and this is more specifically about um, Europe uh, having problems sorting out how they're placing refugees. Um, I know that um, helping refugees is a very complex issue and I wish I could understand it more but I need someone to come and talk to me who understands because when I try to read through things I'm just like oh my gosh it's so overwhelming I don't feel like I understand it well but my heart understands that um, all these people need help they need to be in a stable place to live and that when people are living in horrifying situations the instance of violence and hate and crime are only going to increase so even though it is um, a financial burden the countries of the whole world really need to step up and disperse um, people into um, into places where they can build safe communities for themselves. Um, so I know that that's not easy. It's not that simple. I'm not ignorant about that. I realize there's complexity there, but I also feel in my heart and I'm pretty sure there's some uh, sociological evidence to support that when people are in safe places um, they fare better and it's better for the whole world Um, you know it's not just and people don't want to leave their homeland generally for no reason you know these people are escaping from horrific situations they're being discriminated against their countries are at war um, and they have no choice but to leave. So uh, that is horrible in itself, just having to flee your own home. Just think about if you had to flee your own home because 
people were invading you, people were threatening to kill you because of your religious beliefs or which race you are. Um, and most of us in Canada don't have that fear, and some of us do. Um, but anyway, it just hurts my heart that we haven't grown in, a, in our global society to recognize that scarcity fear is not productive. Um, most places can definitely afford to help if we spent a lot less money on military and other ridiculous things there'd definitely be money to help so that is why i'm being bitchy um the topic is going to be lighter than this as it always is i have been thinking about oh i wish i was brave enough to explore things like this in depth because that's worth being bitchy about um but uh, my topic today is going to talk about the importance of connection in a much lighter way than this but um i think you know our microcosm can affect our uh macrocosm and vice versa so the little things we do for ourselves in our homes and our communities can influence <clears throat> the big world and it also works the other way around the big world can influence our culture so <clears throat> if we're fearful of being united in a global culture that's going to show up in our communities and our microcosms um, so I think we really have to work hard at it the other way around fostering community and acceptance and unity in our small communities and pushing that out to the big communities so that is that is that for why i'm bitchy this week so welcome to episode 10 of why am i so bitchy um i'm not sure of the title yet it's like uh Something about self-care and community. Maybe I'll think of a fancier title, and maybe I won't. Um, uh, I would say this is the hardest week for me to actually get something produced. Um, so here it is. You're, I'm making something. Um, this episode was inspired by an article that I saw a couple weeks ago um, that a friend had posted on Facebook, which is called um, Screw Self-Care, This Is What We Really Need. And it is um, from the Elephant Journal. Uh, let's see. I think it is by written by Janice Isaman. Um, and it was from February 2020. So in this article, the writer, um, the big headline under this picture of a girl in her face mask <laughs> is, 
is the next time someone reaches out to you for help, please resist every urge in your body, your mouth, or your fingertips to suggest suggest self-care as a solution. And she goes on in the article to explain that she had a breakdown when she's at 8 a.m. in the kitchen shouting the F word at the top of her lungs and it took her almost two hours to calm herself down. And when she left her house, she went to an online form and um, designated as a group to help with the specific issue she was facing and was looking for help and suggestions. And one of the responses she um, was told was she needed to focus on self-care and lowering expectations, which incensed her. And um, she goes on to explain in the article about um, all of the things she does um, for um, self-care. And I think, oh, I really like the way she sums it up. So she um, has several examples, but... um, She writes, I'm going to read this part. Um, I'm not sure what the actual hell that woman was suggesting. She doesn't know me, but I have the 101s in place in the form of food, sleep, and exercise. I have the 201s covered by maintaining my exterior space as well as my internal space in the form of my mental health. I also have the slightly embarrassing advanced 301s covered by way of pedicures, cashmere, and flowers, and I even have help massage cleaner chefs and the 401s so those are the 401s but what she really needed was not self-care what she needed was a community a companion understanding tips and suggestions love and a helping hand Um, and she what she really wanted was to feel supported and not told to go figure it out on her own um So um, she states that, you know, there's no food, exercise, or thing that can replace or solve the desire for human connection. Um, I uh, really feel like, um, and she also has a position where, that only the privileged can lean on things like massages and pedicures um, and Marie condoing your house to feel self-care because there's many in the many in the world, especially women that don't have clean, safe water homes. I was just talking about refugees in my why I'm bitchy this week. I mean, you're not going to feel very safe in that situation. And I wonder if there can be a sense of community, though, that helps you get through that situation. Um, I don't want to speak to that because I have never been in such a horrific condition and I hope never to be. Um, 
but I have had the experiences on a smaller scale of, you know, when, when my parents were divorcing, which is pretty traumatic, I always had my sister and we, and we cared for my brother, um, which was more really caretaking than <laughs> being community, but we had a sense of purpose in that. And we always had each other and we always um, did kind of sister things. I remember when we were little and we'd, especially we would go to my um, dad's parents' house for once a week in the summer, um, which it wasn't the funnest grandparents' house to go to. Like, it was okay. It wasn't horrible. My grandma made fabulous pie and she took us for soft ice cream, but she was a pretty hard, hard nosed woman. Um, but every night when we'd go to bed, me and my sister would be sharing a bed and we would like draw pictures on each other's back and try to guess what they were. And the creek would be running in the background. It was a really, you know, loving sensory experience and we always had each other. So even if we didn't love that place, we got through that pretty um, well because we still had each other and we still did fun things. And my grandma, you know, for years would like walk us down to the beach and um, she, she was trying really, really hard actually to be pretty grandmotherly when she was <laughs> always really working hard, um, really working hard and looking after my grandfather, which was a big job. So that's a bit of a regression, but um, I just, I just um, have generally always had the experience of um, being having a community to rely on. Um, and my personality is one which um, it makes me eager to connect. So um, I'm not a person who, if I'm feeling miserable, I'm going to isolate for very long. I'm going to be calling you some friend up and like, I need to get out of my house. I need to distract myself. And I've had very rough patches of where my mental health wasn't very good. I feel like when I was, um, when my kids were small, my PMS was horrible and I didn't really recognize what that was. I just thought it was like the stress of parenting um, and uh, their dad often worked out of town. So I was, you know, home a fair bit alone. And and uh, there was moments that were not very pretty for me and my kids in that time period in my life where I would be exactly losing my mind like this woman in the article. But I was really lucky to live in a community where there was like mom and me groups and I went to as many as I could. I ran them for a while because I just wanted them to be there. Um, I always had a friend who I would go to their house every day if I could. So um, for me, it's just my default. I need 
my community to thrive in my environment. Um, so, um, I really thought that was interesting. Um, I did put out a Facebook um, little video today asking um, how uh, people um, do do their self-care and I had several surprises or <laughs> surprises I was surprised I was really happy actually that several people responded um, so I'm gonna read them and I won't read names just in case people don't want to be mentioned but um, self-care for me includes yoga quiet reflection music walking the dog conversations with loved ones and another person said for self-care for me is meditation walking writing poems singing in in the car out loud in a bubble bath and I take each day 15 minutes to myself at the end of the day I try to think about my blessings for that day so self-care to me is physical mental <laughs> physical mental psychological and spiritual well-being um, this one is cute um, most days with a few exceptions my spouse and I play a game of cribbage for those 30 minutes or so we don't check our phones or have the TV on our pets seem to know that it is sacred time and they settle close by um, she says this might not be what you asked for but I also value walks in nature and spiritual reading but the daily practice has been become valuable time in my day p.s my well-being gets a real boost when i win too that's really cute um so i actually responded to that person that uh in our house we play a lot of cards um and it's just kind of a way of us connecting it's like a lot of times like the tv's on <laughs> we're playing cards um, but it's a way that we can connect um, that's pretty low-key but you know there's like the little bit of we always have a banter going on and it's usually fun and uh, my husband pretends that he's really mad that I beat him but he's just trying to get me to play more because he knows I think it's fun when I win um, anyway it's it's a really fun way to connect and uh with our uh when our daughter elena comes we play a lot of cards too i think she's the one that's the most into the cards of all of us kids um my kids are less game players um his kids like games a lot more but my kids are learning to like different games too my when I say kids, the youngest one's 18. So <laughs> they're, it's a continuing tradition that we've tried to maintain. Let's see, I did do a poll on Instagram. I'm gonna see if I can find it. Um, I'm really bad at using Instagram. So let me see if I can figure it out here. I probably won't be able to. 
anyway, when I looked at the poll last time, I asked, um, uh, let's see, something like, does um, self-care include time with others for you? And when I looked at it last, it was about like 60, 40 in the way of, yes, I want to be with others for self-care. So much for my research on that. <laughs> um, anyway, I just don't want to like, I'm trying to kind of scroll and it's not working very good and I don't. I could do, I've done a couple little Instagram classes and I could take like five a week and I would still not what, know what I'm doing when it comes to Instagram. Usually when I discover what I want, it is by accident. So anyway, if you took my poll, thanks. I appreciate it and maybe next time I'll be able to um, maybe I'll be able to actually present my information that I got on there. So yeah, sorry about that. Anyway, um, I um, also when I'm researching some things, I often go to the, oh, what is that website? Greater Good Science, the Berkeley's Greater Good Science website. Um, Greater Good Science. Greater Good, yeah. Um, and I found um, a podcast, which was 15 minutes long, because that's about how much time I had. And it was called um, Reminders of Connectedness. And um, it, um, I'm going to post the link. You could try it out. At first, when I started listening to it, it was like, um, what kind of things in your space um, remind you of connections and I thought um, so I am not a very materialistic person and so I'm like what kind of things can help us with connections this is ridiculous <laughs> but I listened to it with an open mind and it was actually quite interesting so um, I'm gonna put a link up to the um, podcast or the page of the podcast at least and you can find it and then um, the actual um, practice of it so you can try it for yourself if you like um, and um, so the woman was talking one of the people was talking about um, so she had had guests over and so the spare bedroom was open and stuff. And one day she, you know, just went and did her work in that bed or did some reading there or something um, of the spare bedroom, which she normally wouldn't, but it made her feel connected to her now departed guests. And I guess in, I was trying to think about it from my 
um, house. We have, so many of our children live far away and but we have pictures all over our house of our of our children um and so that's kind of something that reminds us daily of them and i have um a picture so i had my best love dog merlin passed away in december and in my office here that I do my podcast in, I have um, a picture of, of him and it's a silhouette of him and my son. So that makes me have good memories of him whenever I talk to him. And I have a calendar that my mom gave me, which is like uh, inspired by Frida Kahlo paintings. And I it reminds me, I love Frida Kahlo and I'm, and my mom really knows that, and so she bought that for me. Um, anyway, so it wasn't such a ridiculous idea after all. <laughs> and uh, so the woman, she um, has some really interesting things to say, and she's kind of like, um, um, has expertise in, um, fashion and design and architecture. I think she writes a lot about those things. And so she had an interesting perspective of those things because that's her um, background. Um, and I, I only listened to it once, so I don't have a very clear memory, so I'm not going to go into much detail about it, but that'll be better because you can listen to it if you want. Um, then there was another um, person who came on and talked about a study, which I found this really interesting. So it was a study with 18-month-old um, children, and they wanted to know if they saw some pictures of um, people in connected relationships, would they be more cooperative with an adult? So um, they exposed three groups of children um let's see i should have paid better attention but anyway um the children that maybe i don't know exactly how they did the study but what i found interesting is um the children that saw the image of like two dolls facing each other um, were more likely to act in a cooperative manner. Um, so what happens is the um, person, uh, the adult comes in and she's got a box of sticks and she accidentally, but it's on purpose, uh, drops the sticks and then at, she doesn't at first prompt the children to help her. She just kind of looks at the sticks and looks at them and see if they'll um, just help her without asking and if they don't then she starts giving some verbal cues and finally if they don't help at that point then she'll outright ask them but um, the study showed that in comparison to um, uh, the groups that saw um, pictures of the dolls not engaged so looking away from each other or in a neutral position the ones who saw the uh, picture of the um, 
dolls facing each other, there was a sign of connection, were more cooperative. So that was pretty cool. So I guess it's uh, leading me back, and this is going to be a nice wrap up to the podcast here, of our space can influence how we want to interact in the world. Um, And um, oh, this was very interesting to me too. So it can be very important to have examples. We could take this another step forward, have um, photos or books or toys, if you have children, um, of people from all different cultures in your home. Um, And then that's going to invoke a um, a sense of global community um, which um, is is really important to me and I think important to our world um, I'm not I'm a very spotty on my religion <laughs> um, I fill my spiritual cup other ways but um, the one that I dabble in most and is most palatable to me generally speaking and I don't try many others but I've most exposed to the Baha'i community in which unity of mankind is one of the main tenets and that is partly why I'm attracted to practicing um, the little bit that I do practice in that particular religion, um, the tenets of un- unity of mankind and equality of women are the big ones there for me. So, um, yeah, so I think the just hearing that information that our surroundings, uh, what we're seeing, does matter. And for me, that's going to be not a precise decluttered home because that's (laughs) would take me a lot of work. And I just don't want to spend my time that way. I want to go hang out with someone. Um, But um, I, um, I was really... It was good for me to have the perspective that material things can influence my connections with other people because at the beginning of the, I don't think I've had that perspective really before. Um, And the woman, on one of the women on the podcast actually speaks to that. She's like, you know, one of she lives in this one room apartment and she has a big bookshelf and she's like, they're not books that I've read. The ones I've read I've given away, but these are special books. Like she has one book that someone bought it at a used bookstore for her and it's signed by the author, but the person before her had the same name, so it's still signed to her. <laughs> You know, and she's like, that is like the most amazing coincidence. And she loves that. And some of her her partner designs book covers for some of her books. So there's like this really personal art. Um, 
I know something material that I like to do and give others and I have some for myself and I love wearing them is like um, I make my own toques. Um, so I think I have to recognize that I can have um, material possessions that bring me joy and I do have treasures, you know, pictures of my children, poems and songs that my loved ones have written me, um, things like that. So. I often say I barely, don't have a sentimental bone in my body, but maybe I'll work on it. And from this new perspective that um, some things can help me feel connected in my community, and that community can have an influence on the greater world. Um, and so I want that world to be filled with kindness and loving and acceptance of all people. Um, and so it would be pretty cool if everyone can help towards that. So that is going to be the end of this podcast. Um, I hope it makes sense. If it doesn't, sorry. It's finished. <laughs> We're done. Um, anyway, I was joking with Victor. I was like, well, you know, I think I usually have one minute of brilliance each episode and that'll be enough. So um, thanks for listening to Why Am I So Bitchy and have a good week. Hopefully I'll line up some guests. Bye now. Hey, thanks for listening to Why Am I So Bitchy, episode 10. Uh, this is my final thank you. I had about 20 already, probably. Anyway, as always, if you have any ideas or would like to be a guest on Why Am I So Bitchy, uh, give me a shout. I'd love to have you. Um, I'm not sure what next week will hold, um, but I always think of something. So have a great week and um, I really appreciate your time. Bye now.